Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Thursday morning, uh, September 28, 2023. It is 6.09. It is... 55 degrees outside in the capital city. Big bright moon this morning driving in. Uh, she's going to be a bigger one tomorrow with the harvest moon. Uh, it is also Team Jack Radiothon Day uh, across the state of Nebraska. And at uh, 9 o'clock, we will be joining up with the Team Jack team, including Kevin Thomas and company, a whole lot of guests, and uh, be be raising money for Team Jack throughout the day today. You can find out more about that at teamjackfoundation.org. You can make donations there if you would want to. Um, and uh, check out everything that's going on with that there. So that is a, it's a great way. You can see all the Radiothon prizes they're going to be giving out throughout the day as well, which is a big stack of them as always. So, uh, yeah, very, very excited uh, for that. Once again, huge, huge uh, fundraiser and does a ton for the Team Jack Foundation. And uh, they'll be doing it live from Elwood, Nebraska, once again, and uh, right outside the home agency there in Elwood, Nebraska. So uh, you'll be hearing that a little bit later today. You'll be hearing us talk about that throughout the course of the day. But we also have a lot of other stuff going on today as well. It's a Thursday, and that means ticket giveaways for Ticket Thursday. We got a pair of tickets to Nebraska and Michigan at Memorial Stadium on Saturday. Yes, big prize here. And if you want to win it, you've got to win Generation Collaboration. The standings are tight for Generation Collaboration. Caleb and the Millennials in the lead at 32-1. and one. Mark and the Boomers, not far behind at 26-2. and two. And uh, me and the Gen Xers, we're in third right now, but still within striking distance at 34-3. and three. So uh, be listening for that cue to call if you want to team up with your generational partner on the show and try and run the table and get those Nebraska-Michigan football tickets. Also on the show today, count down the five things you're going to be talking about today with the morning drive. The Grow Lincoln team will be in. Greg Sharp will join us, too, and get us ready for Nebraska and Michigan. Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. Good morning, sir. How are you doing this um, morning? Uh, I'm just, you know, enjoying the uh, open windows and the nice, cool for now, yeah. For now, yeah. Because that's why I brought it up. Yeah. You want to air anything out? Now is the time now, to do it. Now is the time, and uh, probably today is the time. Tomorrow looks like tomorrow, maybe Sunday and Monday, all going to peak around ninety three, ninety four, maybe only ninety one on Saturday is what I'm looking at right now. Although not all that different uh, when it comes to all three of those, but yeah, eighty nine high did today. You, did you look? To like a week from today? Uh, my forecast only goes out until, uh, well, let's see, Saturday the 7th. So a week from today. Ooh, 71 a week from today. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And the National that's Weather Service. About. The, the National Weather. That's our, uh, I don't know whether it's accurate. Uh, it's, or, I don't know. It's some Microsoft thing that yeah. I just click on my computer. <laughs> I have no idea what the source it's, it's is. Easy, easy to get. But the National Weather Service, uh, or Weather Underground, has got us down with highs in the 60s and rain a week from today. Lovely. Lovely. Very excited for that. All right. So just enjoy uh, enjoy the the warmth, I guess, this weekend. Finish up whatever the, those warm weather activities that you still had were. I mowed again last night. I'm hoping 
Hoping it's going to be a while before I do again, but we'll see. Starting to wrap up the mowing season, one would think here, or at least slow it down significantly. But There's got, still water in the pool at our apartment complex. That's what so. I was wondering. Do people still go? So, oh, yeah. I've, I keep seeing people yeah, there. This so, weekend might be busy. Millie might get her last swim of the season this weekend. Please, just for me, drink a uh, pumpkin spice latte poolside. Just, that's, that's what I want to see. That's what this weekend is. Pumpkin spice by the pool. In we've Lincoln, got our, Nebraska. We've got our pumpkin pumpkin spice, and also here comes the chili. Anyway, who wants to go swimming? <laughs> Take a big bowl of chili down to the pool. People at pools love when you bring a big pot of chili for everyone. A, it's, a, it's a match made in heaven. A speedo contest at Roca Berry Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them ideas. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Mark. What do you want to uh, what, what do you want to expound on from your uh, top headlines here this morning? Well, arrest, uh, if anything, uh, a young man turned himself in on Tuesday following that uh, big crash over Twenty Seventh and Vine last week. Remember that hit the yes. coals? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, the guy's name uh, is Enfield. I uh, turned himself in. Nineteen years old, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, everybody expected to survive. There was some question. Initially, yeah, there were some what they thought were life-threatening injuries, but uh, it looks like everybody's going to survive. A uh, little more on that shooting uh, earlier this week of the uh, case worker. Yeah, uh, that story gets a little uh, stranger the more we find out, especially about the the issue that happened out at the rec center on Sunday. There was a concealed handgun involved in that, although he, um, Lopez complied with the officers and uh, returned it to its case in his car. So. Yeah, so it sounds like from reading about this this morning, Mark, that he uh, some, he had the had the gun in his car. Things started happening. Things started going south inside the rec center. Goes out and gets the gun, brings it in, declares it to police. When they get there, they tell him to lock it up. He does lock it up. And so the police, as far as the police are concerned, he didn't, there were no violations. Right. Um, and he was, he was, I mean, according to, and then it, I mean, it just so happens a little, not too long after the legislature, um, passes, passes, uh, passes the bill about LB constitutional 77. carry, LB 77, which kind of plays into that. And LPD talked about that yesterday, why he still had the gun at the end of this whole scenario. And, um, and the, the answer is, and I, I mean, I think they're right, is that he didn't, he, they didn't have any ability to take it from him. He didn't do anything that, that would allow them to take it from him. Yep. So that was why he had it. Yeah, I was at that pre, uh, police briefing yesterday. Yeah. Our, uh, Tom Stanton normally covers those, and he was on vacation. So, yeah, it was quite a, a lengthy explanation of, of what went into it. They also uh, were able to report that uh, the Department of Health and Human Services caseworkers did have access to the police reports from earlier in the day, and so they were aware that he did have a concealed carry weapon uh, before they went out. Uh, but you know, yeah, there was no. I mean, I think there was no. There was no secret about that. No, no ever. That, that's the I, point. He even was referencing it. I mean, remember we were talking about this yesterday. He was doing an interview with the Journal Star while the police were there, and he was on YouTube, and he referenced the fact that you know. Yeah. I, it was referenced, I think, that he that he had it and that police had given it back to him. In that, and Andrew Wegley had written about that in his his story as well about having that conversation. And so, I think the police knew it when they went in. I think that the caseworkers knew about it. the The thing is, it didn't. I think if if you ha- if you had a chance to see that video and sort of 
you know, here the 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 concern the concern I think would have been that he was going to use it on someone connected to whatever skirmish happened yep, at, they, at the rec center, not on a DH not on a DHHS uh, caseworker. Right. That's the that's the thing that doesn't add up in this whole thing, right? Although he he basically admitted he was like, I'm really paranoid and I don't trust anyone right now, and you can see that that was yeah. the case. But the caseworkers were also, from what I understand, approaching the house. They were out on the front yard, so. I don't know whether he didn't realize who they were or or what have you, but yeah, he was under a lot yeah. of stress, thinking that there were people out to get him. So. Yeah, it's it, it was it's just an an odd ending to to that whole thing, and luckily hits the the caseworker in the leg instead of somewhere that could have been life threatening. I mean, still you don't want to get shot in the leg, but my goodness, well, it's. Just again, Mark, as we said yesterday, just a, a an odd confluence of of events, and like they even went through a, a, on the Journal Star story, Mark, they went through and like went through his criminal history, and and they talked to the city of Lincoln HR because some people would be like, well, how is this guy working at a a youth center? And they said, well, he hadn't had the only convictions he had had since 2012, uh, or criminal issues were like driving without insurance. Um, Nonviolent, uh, like stuff. yeah, mis- misdemeanor, either low misdemeanor or nonviolent tra- traffic citation type stuff, and so and I don't he think satisfied any- the city's HR requirement to be hired in that right in that position. No. Uh, he had had a harassment order taken out against him by a woman. Uh, I think it was it was in Omaha, a harassment protection order, but that's not that's a civil action essentially. Had another domestic uh, protection order that was ta- uh, that was applied for by his wife. He said he applied for one against her. The judge didn't grant either of those, so that sounded like a as somebody who used to as somebody who used to do divorces. I've seen where those situations happen with someone files one, somebody else files one. The judge says there isn't enough evidence for either of them in that case. So that's like. That's what was happening there, um, but yeah, it, I, yeah, uh, that that whole part of it is is what's is is what's odd about this this thing. But nonetheless, I mean, I don't know that odd is necessarily the word, but anyway, yeah, he is uh, obviously going to face some consequences now after this is over, um, and and yeah, I guess I don't have anything else to add other than nope. other than that right now. Um, oh my goodness, I don't know. I, uh, I don't think you had this news because it wasn't really local. It was out in Garing, but did you see that thirty-hour standoff that they had there? You just saw Garing? a little bit about it. Well, I've I've been reading a little bit more about it from local media out there. Yeah, thirty hours they had a traffic stop for this guy, and he was shooting at the officers that were trying to stop him during that. Crashes his car into the garage of what turned out to be his uh, brother and sister-in-law's house, I think, that had kids in it, um, goes in there, takes the, lets the kids out, so the kids go out at some point in this while, sister-in-law stays in there with him, posting to social media inside during it, um, while talking to, um, talking to the woman who was in there with him as well, um, they're calling up. Meanwhile, they've got state patrol there. They've got um, FBI there. That's part of it. They're bringing in negotiators and specialists from Virginia for this thing at this point. Uh, eventually, she comes out as well. But he fired shots during this thing. Didn't hit anybody, but fired shots and was even s- threatening, saying, "Hey, I got, I've got you know law enforcement officers in my scope and those sorts of things." Uh, and eventually. 
what, 7 o'clock at night, they, 7, 7.30 at night, the authorities said, you know what, we've got to go. This has been going on for too long. We're afraid that we're risking something by not going in. So I think it was a lot of flashbangs, a lot of noise, and I don't even know how they do it exactly when they do that and how they do it without anyone getting. He was obviously armed and obviously willing to shoot, um, but somehow they were able to apprehend him. Um, and I didn't see any uh, indication that there were any law enforcement officers that were injured in that process either. But they had to cancel school. They had another volleyball team that was because it was near the high school. They had to cancel school. They had another volleyball team that was there about to start a match. They canceled that. They got them out of there. I mean, it sounded like it was obviously very significant, very altering thing for that community. So that is over now. So anyway. Yep. Anyway. A lot of. And it's not even a full moon. It's not even a full moon. Uh, oh. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, uh, between like 6 a.m. and 7, like for this time, 24 hours from right now, you see that, f- that harvest moon. Yeah. Super moon, as they call it. It's pretty big today, though. I mean, it's... Oh, and did you hear uh, the great news? You can uh, buy a little chunk of history. The Yeah, the volleyball court that was assembled at Memorial Stadium, they're selling it off. Five thousand uh, pieces. Of it. Five thousand. How much does that run you? What, ninety bucks or something like that? Ninety-three something. I think. It, it's a uh, ninety-three oh two. Oh, because of the the attendance. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good thing a few more people didn't show up. It would have been more expensive. Yes, my daughter, the Nebraska volleyball super fan, has already pointed that out. That how that what might be a nice. A nice piece of memorabilia to have. There was a post yesterday that they were already over 50% sold out yesterday. Well, they underpriced them. That's $465,100. When when they, yeah, for the the totality of it. So so they're already at $230,000. Did they not need, why don't we put that court in a warehouse and maybe using it again for something? Another good, another game. Does this mean we're not getting any more volleyball games at Memorial Stadium? If we're already selling off the court, we get a brand new court next time. Now, yeah, I think they can afford it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The, all the financials of that whole thing would be kind of interesting. Not that I'm trying to audit it or anything, but um, was that was that a money making venture? Yep, made money, uh, made enough that they could do the the full payout of fifty thousand dollars to each of the. Participants. Oh, nice! That's participating good. schools. So That's they good. they were guaranteed. I believe it was they were guaranteed fifteen thousand. Yeah, and then depending on how much money uh, was made, that they could make a a maximum of fifty thousand on okay. their payout. So, a little incentive to be a part of it. And that's not even well. nil money. Nope, it is. It is but, not. They think about how like fifty thousand dollars. You you look at it in the scheme of Nebraska. Like through that right, view, yeah. through that lens, and you're like, okay, fifty thousand dollars. All right, that, that that's whatever. When you look at UNK's volleyball program and Wayne State and Omaha, fifty thousand dollars is helpful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent. And then we'll see if we. Uh, do you think we'll hear any more about? I assume it's not going to be any clearer today after uh, after practice or after when we hear from Matt Rule as to who's starting a quarterback. It's probably going to be kind of the same thing. That's that. That Sims is still possible. Harburg's still possible. Basically, I'm, I'm not down there for these. Just with everything else that I do, but I want someone to just ask him sometime. Who do you think gives you the best chance to win? Because he keeps saying we're going to play the guy who gives us the best chance to win. So just ask. I'm I'm okay to wait till Saturday. I can wait till Saturday. I don't need to know now. 
Actually, I think I know. So I'm pretty sure I, we I, know. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be Heinrich. But so I'm. I'm not too worried about it. But I was just curious if we would uh, maybe hear a little bit more on that today. It's six twenty-five. All right, that's it for the opening segment. We'll take a break for news. Uh, excuse me for sports. We'll get news after that, and then into your sound off. You're listening to K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right. Yes, time to go. Let's play some fantasy Huskers. Get your text and fingers ready. Caleb, what is the keyword for Thursday at 635? Run. R-U-N. I feel like I shouldn't even do it when it's obvious, but just in case. R-U-N. R-U-N. Run. R-U-N. All right. Text that in, and we'll pick one of you who texted in. Uh, within Before the top of the hour, we will pick you to be the uh, picker for Fantasy Huskers. would be pick number seven. Of the week, and you will have a chance to guess how many first downs Nebraska against against Texas. Uh, do we have the? Do I, we haven't? I haven't really asked you much about the range. This yeah, week. we You've haven't been, really gone. I've been over in a hurry lot. to get into segments this week. Yeah, so our low. I'll go from low to high. Natalie at eight. Holmes Lake eight, Doug yikes. at nine. Okay. Woods Park Dennis ten. Tim eleven. Scott fourteen. Phil the Portly sixteen. Okay. All right. Think about those. Uh, think about those extremes. And Nebraska's low so far this year, by the way, is fifteen at Colorado. Okay. Had uh, eighteen at Minnesota, twenty against Louisiana Tech, twenty three against Northern Illinois. Okay. There you go. Uh, hey, uh, one more reminder that the Team Jack Radiothon is uh, going to be going. On today, they're going to fire things up there in Elwood at 7 a.m. Uh, out there live. We're going to join their coverage at 9 a.m. this morning with Kevin Thomas anchoring that. If uh, if you'd like to give to Team Jack, if you'd like to be a part of this, uh, you can also, if you want to watch some of it live, you can also do that at their website, teamjackfoundation.org. Or you can see all of the giveaways that they've got, cash giveaways, raffles, prizes, 
all of those things as well. And so if you want to get a little bit of a preview on that, be a part of it, teamjackfoundation.org, and then tune in here to the statewide coverage that uh, will be joined by KLIN at 9 o'clock this morning. And, um, yeah, the, an event that originated here, uh, what, 11 years ago? This is the 11th mm-hmm. year of it. We did it, uh, I think, I want to say we did the first one, I think we've done, we were back, we were back in the rail yard one year we did it, we did it um, out at South Point uh, for a couple of years, I think we did it in front of the Nebraska Student Union for a few years, um, I'm probably forgetting some spots in Lincoln, and then a few years back, probably four years back, we moved to Elwood, uh, Nebraska, uh, right next there to the home agency, who's been a huge sponsor for Team Jack for uh, for a lot of years. And uh, the Baldonado family as well being a part of it, so uh, we, uh, yeah, we, we, it's, it's uh, something that's that's close to to my heart, and I think this station as a whole, the Team Jack, uh, the Team Jack Radiothon. So, would love for you to be a part of it today, and looking forward to joining the coverage and hearing some of the stories, some of the work that's being done, some of the lives that are being saved through this thing, and uh, just how important it is to have that research specifically for pediatric brain cancer, uh, which is one where there are things that can be done, but you're just behind in the research game. And Team Jack has really, really started to um, to be a big part of the catching up that needs to do with pediatric brain cancer. So anyway, that's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. All right, let's get into the sound off for this morning. It was debate night in America last night in uh, the Reagan Library in Simi Valley. Uh, For those of you who watched it or saw some of the clips, that was kind of cool. They were in this big sort of hangar with uh, the Air Force One. Oh, yeah. That was like the old Air Force One that was in there. I assume it was one that that Reagan himself used um, that was just pointing out toward the window. It was was cool, a cool setting. Uh, The debate, uh, there was a lot of talking over each other. For the most part, there was a there's a lot of that. Let's get a bit of a let's get a bit of a little bit of a recap on the debate from last night. Of the seven candidates on the stage, there was one in particular who bore the brunt of those attacks. Now that was entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. During the first debate last month, he blasted his opponents as being bought and paid for by China. But Senator Tim Scott was quick to point out that his pharma company was tied to a private Chinese investment firm. And former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley didn't let up on the political newcomer when he attempted to fend off criticism for using TikTok to campaign despite its deep and controversial CCP ties. The fired-up former ambassador also unleashing on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on energy independence. Yeah, she was... um, She is definitely taking the strategy on these things that going at specific people. Mm -hmm. Um, But everybody's kind of going after Vivek. I mean, not everybody. Um, Some people... Some people sort of stay out of the the phrase of individuals, but between it's kind of this the the ones in the middle the De- DeSantis, Scott, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy are kind of in the kind of in the middle going at each other. It feels like. And then you got Christie, who's on the other side, just going after Trump, mm-hmm. and and um, and then you had Pence, who who's I don't know. <laughs> I just still can't quite figure out who his. Who his audience is exactly? Who his his potential voters like, who's are? Who's keeping I think him in this race? He's struggling to do that too. And it, it's interesting. They line them up by, they had them on the stage. Like DeSantis was in the middle, and they basically said, "We've got you arranged by your polling numbers. Hmm. So as you get further to the sides, you're polling worse." 
and Pence was on one end, and Doug Burgum was on the other end. So it's like a 200-meter final? Yeah. It's all right. It lands yeah. four and five. That's a good, good way to... we're going to work out from there. And... Yeah, that's a good way to, to analogize it, but I don't know, man. The format... <sighs> The format of those things is just so arbitrary in terms of who talks exactly. Like, they'll direct questions to one candidate specifically, and if you're... Like, if your name is brought up or if you're criticized, you automatically also get some rebuttal time at any that, point. That, like, triggers a rebuttal. That Yeah, that triggers an automatic... But also, there seems to be a situation where, like, if you raise your hand or if you're persistent enough, you're you're just allowed... You're allowed to talk, <laughs> um, and sometimes sometimes people can get control of the room by just continuing to force themselves in into it, and sometimes they can't. So I don't know. I'm sure someone ran a clock on who was talking talking the most. Uh, I'm pretty sure Doug Bergen was one talking by far the least out of the whole thing. But Pence wasn't talking much either in that whole thing. It was just it was it was sort of Vivek centric. It felt like to me. With that whole thing, but they were whew, they were going in on him particularly hard, I thought. Okay, do you want to know? Yeah, what was it? The New York the, Times had I, it. I could probably guess. Okay. I'm going to guess it was uh, uh, Ramaswamy first. Nope. Uh, oh, okay. DeSantis first? Correct. Then uh, Vivek? Yep. Then Nikki Haley? No. No, okay. Um, who was next then? Tim Scott. Tim. Oh yes, there was a lot of Scott. Scott then Haley. No, Haley's down. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Scott then Christie. Then Christie. Then Mike Pence. Then Nikki Haley. Then Haley. And then Borgum. Okay. Way at the back. The Borgum did not feel like he was a part of that. Thing. So uh, where you were at with that stretches from Borgum with seven minutes and thirty five seconds. Yeah. To DeSantis with twelve minutes twenty seven seconds. Oh, okay. It's not that much. <laughs> but I mean, but but five minutes difference. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Um, and then so you remember how we were talking yesterday, Caleb, about how how like Gavin Newsom was going to be in the crowd, mm-hmm. and we were like, wait, why, <laughs> why? And and then and then there's going to be also be this debate in a few weeks where it's just Newsom versus DeSantis. So Fox talked to Newsom. Recently, which I think he was on with Hannity again last night. What kind of weird, what kind of weird relationship do these guys have? Always doing each other, right. doing content with with each other. Anyway, here you go. California Governor Gavin Newsom says he attended the second GOP presidential debate to make the case for the Biden Harris reelection ticket. I was asked by the vice uh, by vice president of the president of the United States to come here. The Democrat has repeatedly said he has no intention of running for president in 2024, despite long running speculation. I also asked him about another debate, his upcoming face off on Fox News Channel against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is running for president of the United States, and he wants to, in the middle of his presidential campaign, debate a governor for California. Think about that. It's disqualifying. That November 30th debate in Georgia what? will be moderated by Fox's Sean Hannity. From the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California, Kristen Goodwin, Fox that was, News. That, that clip was 43 seconds long. I have about 43 questions after hearing <laughs> yep. that entire thing. Number one, why is the, why in the world is the president sending... The the president sending someone who a lot of people were suggesting should be the one running for president... Down to this debate as like his agent. For what purpose exactly? <laughs> what is the deal with that? And why would they do that with him if that's actually true? Number one. Number two, 
He's saying this made-for-TV debate that Hannity's putting on that DeSantis wants to do should disqualify him, yet he's going to do it. <laughs> but yet, yet. And, and then again, what's, what, is the deal with, uh, what is the deal with him and Hannity doing all this stuff together? Right. Gavin Newsom and Hannity it's doing weird. all this stuff together. There's, I, there is something else going on somewhere there, and I haven't figured out exactly what it is. But why in the world would would Biden and Harris be like, we got to have Gavin Newsom there at that debate? <laughs> they know it's on TV, right? Right. It, it, it's not like it's not like one of those things where you go, you know what? There's going to be no media coverage. We got to get somebody. We got to get somebody to find out what's what's so being said. Back. I get. I suppose the. I mean, I suppose. I'm not completely stupid on this. I mean, I guess the realizes that he's you basically have someone in the the spin room afterwards that is that is doing press for on the on the side of the Democrats. Yeah. But but again, that's a weird person to sort of pick to do that because he's sort of like looked on as a possible alternative to Biden, but he has been basically denying that the entire time and everyone says it's too late. I don't know. Lots of questions there. Uh, this is interesting. So we haven't really talked a ton about this because, well, I don't want to. Uh, the This Menendez thing. Um, so he's under investigation. I don't even know that much about it. All I know is that he's a Democrat and all the Republicans want him to stay and all the Democrats want him to leave, uh, which is interesting in itself. But part of the allegations are that he... Essentially, he was bribed, and part of what he was bribed with was actual gold bars. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the, the gold bars that you're seeing in like a, a movie or in a safe right. or something like that. And it has, for whatever reason, it has set off a run on gold bars of, at all places, get this, at Costco. Costco has been selling out of its tiny gold bars online following the federal charges filed against Senator Bob Menendez. The New Jersey Democrat is accused of accepting more than $150,000 in gold bars, among other gifts, in exchange for handing out political favors and helping the Egyptian government. Prosecutors say they found $100,000 in gold bars and $480,000 cash in the senator's home. Costco's one-ounce bars of 24-karat gold go for just under $2,000, slightly above the current price of gold futures. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. And there's a limit, too, per membership. Did you look them up? Uh, let's see. Here it is. Uh, one ounce gold bar uh, at the Costco website. Here it is. Yeah. You can get it. To limit two per, per membership, non-refundable, I mean, uh, which is so you can't, I guess, watch the market and see where they're going on. Can you imagine you show back up with your receipt? Hey, I'd like to do a return. Yeah, I did not know that that was the one-stop shop. I mean, I mainly use it for... Uh, the big the big box of individual packages of goldfish, uh, big box of K cups. Was on my Costco shopping trip. Maybe a new a new jacket. Oh yeah! Last year last year uh, for Christmas I gave Caleb a jacket that I got him. Uh, I admittedly got him at Costco. Only the best for for my partner in crime here, Caleb. I love it. I I can't. I'm mad that it's going to be in the 90s. I want it to get cold so <laughs> I can wear it. Again. You want to wear the 19 dollar jacket that I got you from Costco? So good, so <laughs> nice, and so flannel. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a member. But yes, a little shy of 1900 dollars. 
that's how much that is going to uh, going to cost. I, I don't quite understand the connection with the Menendez thing. People are like, oh, gold bars, those sound nice. I didn't know. <laughs> so that made a run on them. Get more of the gold. Uh, let's see. Oh, they brought back. Uh, they brought back this military defector guy who went into North Korea. Yeah. And nobody knows what right. happened exactly. He's back in the United States now. So, according to a defense official, Travis King landed on a military aircraft in San Antonio, Texas, in the early hours of this morning. The 23-year-old ran from South Korea to the north in July. He was on a civilian tour without authorization and was about to be dishonorably discharged. He's expected to be taken to an Army Medical Center to undergo evaluation, then a process of reintegration. Administration officials say any possible disciplinary action will only be considered once that process is complete. They've thanked Sweden and China for their help in bringing Private King back home. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Not not too often do you get to thank Sweden and China in the same sentence, but okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Let's get a couple more of these in here before we need to break. Oh, boy. Another night, Caleb. No winner in the Powerball. So now you're officially in. Now now Now, it's my turn? Now I think you're in. The Powerball numbers drawn last night were not a perfect match for any of the millions of tickets sold. There were four tickets that missed only the Powerball, one each in California, Kansas, New York, and Maryland. They're worth a $1 million consolation prize. So the jackpot grows again to an estimated $925 million. Now I'm the in. drawing on Saturday that night, was it. Jack Callahan, Fox News. I passed the threshold for we, you. We crossed my $850 million threshold now that I need your to, be, to be interested. I legit would love to have an interview with somebody who got all of the numbers right except the Powerball and won a million dollars. Like, what? what is your reaction, Because seriously? Because does it feel like you won a million or does it feel like you lost 800 like right. you feel like you're in the negative there right right, right. i mean a million is still very much life-changing although there's definitely probably still a chance that you could you, you maybe not necessarily just like quitting your job immediately yeah you're not you're dollars. not retiring right now eight eight hundred million dollars you're absolutely done you're done working if you want to be for the rest of your life, <laughs> right? You're done ever cooking your own food if you ever want to. A million, probably not quite. If you're going to live to <laughs> eight hundred million, well, probably I mean, never going to see you guys again. It's, it's a big, that, that's what that kind of money right. is. Both of them are awesome. Both of them are very. I mean, what may definitely you know still buying a car, maybe a new house, and that sort of thing. But you may have to cook your own food at some point in your life, right? The line is, how much money do you have to get to where you don't have to cook your own food? Right. Maybe that's where your number is. I think your number is still a little high there on that one. Uh, let's see. All right. We're going to grab our break now. Let's just do that. Why don't we? Uh, we got 57 degrees. We're going to hear from the uh, Capital Humane Society next. And uh, although, and then, although, that's not the word I was looking for. Then coming up, uh, we are going to do Generation Collaboration. Nebraska-Michigan football tickets on the line, as well as pride for your generation. So be listening for that cue to call at 710, 15 minutes from right now. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to Lincoln's radio home of Husker football, men's basketball, and baseball with a little volleyball and women's hoops thrown in. 1499.3 KLIN. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. 
All right, it is time to check in with Captain UMA and Society. Matt Macharo joins us right now to tell us about the pets that are available for adoption. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Good. What do we got this week? So first off, we have Bailey, and Bailey is about a year old. She's a husky mix, big female. She's solid white in color and weighs about 42 pounds. She also has two really bright blue eyes, so they really stand out with her solid white coat. And she was surrendered to us. A previous family just couldn't care for her anymore, but she would definitely make a great running partner and does really well in the doggy playgroups here at the shelter. But she, in the playgroups, will literally do hurdles over other dogs. (laughs) She will run around and leap over the other dogs. So she's definitely a very playful dog and would do great with another dog or two in in a new home. Cool. What else we got? And then we got Dewey. Dewey's a one-year-old domestic short-haired neutered male, and he's an orange tabby with some white and weighs about 10 pounds. He came in as a lost cat, and unfortunately nobody came looking for him, but very social cat, definitely likes uh, his people, likes attention, wants to be pet and get those ears scratched, and he'll definitely let you know when, when you haven't pet him enough. All right, there you go. A couple options there. You can find out more at capitalhumanesociety.org. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate it. Talk to you yep. next week, all right? Have a good one. Matt Macharo. It is 7 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Remodium on KLIN. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. 56 degrees in the capital city on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us. And it is time to play some Generation Collaboration. If you've never joined us for this game, here's how it works. We take callers. You declare your generation. We pair you up with member of the LNK Today with Jack and Friends team. That is from that same generation. If you're a boomer, you go with Mark. If you're an ex, you go with me. If you're a millennial, you go with Caleb. And Z's never call in. Um, and you can actually, you don't have to be a boomer to claim to be a boomer. You can claim anything. We have no way of checking. I guess so. Like we say, it's whatever you identify as generationally. Right. So uh, Unless you're chicken rich. We have a good idea of how yeah, old you are, true. chicken rich. Some of you, we know how old you are. That's true. Because <laughs> you've played this game repeatedly or we just know who you are. Uh, but anyway, yes. So that's how it works. And you'll get five questions from your generation your partner will work on together. If you get those five right, you'll have an extra point question that is from another generation. If you get that one right then and you're the first one to do so, you'll get two pair 
uh, or excuse me, one pair, two tickets to the Nebraska-Michigan football game on Saturday at Memorial Stadium. Yes, yes. And then if we have time, we'll keep playing for pride. Standings as it stands right now, Millennials are looking for another win, fourth win in four seasons of Generation Collaboration. They're at 32-1. and one. Uh, and not the Rudy Giuliani four seasons. The bo- the Boomers are uh, <laughs> close behind though, twenty six and two. Got a shot at this thing, and my Gen Xers are in last place right now. Not by much though. We're at thirty four and three, so it could turn around in one day of questions. So, it starts to really split hairs once you get into those uh, winning percentages. So yeah, everybody yeah, over nine hundred. It's true. All right. Uh, let's see. Call is uh, line one first. Line one's first. Is this? Am I reading that right? Is this Liz? Said Liz when they called. All right. Good morning, Liz. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Well. All right. What generation are you? I am a millennial. All right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> no offense, Liz. Um, here we go. Question number one. Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams star in this 2014 comedy, which explores the dynamics of high school cliques. Uh, mean Girl. Correct. This children's TV. Ooh. This children's TV show is about a girl with a curly doodle hair and a yellow dog. This children's TV show is about a girl with a curly doodle hair and a yellow dog. I'm sorry, Liz. I don't know this one. Yeah. I'm just going to say Doug. That's the only one I know. Is it Doug? Oh. Oh, no. I feel bad because I don't want Liz make make Liz feel bad, but oh no! Stop it! Oh, Mark, stop the millennials it. lost. Hey, stop it! Wait, do, what's the answer Ar- to that Ar- one? I have no idea. Arma's up. That is Allegra's window. Okay, cool. It's a non-baby question. Amazing. The heck is that show? Allegra's window. Do you know? It, it, I, I've never heard of it. Alle- it had three. When, when did it air? Nineteen ninety-four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 94 to 96 <laughs> so i was in high school i would have had no idea of if a kid's show was airing at that time so you're looking elder millennial on that one yep that those are the ones that kill you <laughs> you lost mine. on the scream one too which was also an elder millennial yep. one those ones that are in my high school era are the ones that knock knock down the millennials oh my gosh tough loss for the millennials and all of a sudden the boomers are like whoa we got a chance that, at taking this thing, Mark. That, that knocks him down a little, doesn't it? Yeah, you are. You could be. I think we're. You could first, be ahead of them. I think we are. No, I, you're still. Be, so you're still behind them. Yeah, but they. But have, they, they you both have two lot two missed questions. So oh, you've got okay. a shot. All right. You just got to get a few right ones. And you're gonna pa- you're gonna pass them here eventually. All right. Line two is next. Is this? Uh, is it James? Yes, it's James. Goodness sakes! Is this Good another morning, millennial? <laughs> Good morning, James. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I might be having the best day of my life. We'll see how this goes. Did you know Allegra's window? Uh, I thought Allegra's window was the period of time between when you take too much allergy medicine before you pass out. (laughs) That's actually really funny. That's good. Uh, I still hope you lose. All right. um, Here we go. Launched in 2001, this Cartoon Network property airs late night content for a more mature audience. Uh, adult Swim? That's Correct. Adult Swim. Correct. This is going to suck. The English group... Oh, my gosh. The English group that had U.S. hits with songs such as Wonderwall and Champagne <laughs> Supernova. 
Oasis. Yeah. Correct. Um, popular in the 90s, kids kept their schoolwork organized in these colorful binders. Again, this is more of an X thing. Than millennials. Thing. Trapper Those were your keeper. trapper keepers. Yes. That was my elementary years. Uh, ooh, which actress plays Buffy Summers in the 1992 film version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Ooh, taking you back to 92? Oh, it's like... Sarah Gilbert sound right, Caleb? No. Sarah Michelle Geller. No, that she was the TV. Kristen Swanson? That's as good as I guess I could have. Go ahead with Krista Swanson. Christus? I'm saying Kristen. Is what I said. Kristen Swanson, whatever Caleb said. The answer is Christy Swanson. Christy? I, I guess you get that. You got the last name. It's, she might have been, her real name might be Kristen. It's unbelievable. I, I have no idea. It's That's right. You got it right. Oh. What do you want me to say? You got it right. Okay. Congratulations. Have, there's no confetti in the ceiling coming okay. down. You just got it right. Okay. That's all. Which U.S. president signed the, signed the No Child Left Behind Act into law? Jeez. <laughs> oh, George W. Bush. Correct. What do you guys want? X's boomers. What do you want? What do you? What, let's uh, start let's the coronation. Do a boomer. Yeah, let's go boomer. Okay. Boomer. All right. Who was the infamous host of American Bandstand from oh, 1956 geez. to 1989? Mark and I are jumping out of our seats. Yeah. I think it's Dick Clark. A town. Dick Clark should have introduced Usher, the halftime show. Is it right if I just played for Pride or he got my Husker ticket? No, that's fine. No, we appreciate it. It doesn't make me feel any better, but that's fine. That's fine. Congratulations, millennials. Uh, You did still get a loss earlier, but there you go. Thanks, James. We appreciate it. All right. Yeah, you guys have a good rest of your day. All right. James played for Pride. Thanks for that. That means the Oscar tickets are still available. Again, this is the only contest in radio all (laughs) over the world where we have like. Huge ticket to appeal. Like I really, I I already have tickets, but I gotta play for Pride still because <laughs> I want to win so bad. And whoever, uh, whoever was on line three hung up. Oh, <laughs> oh that's true. That's true. I so, didn't know it was going to come. I would have warned him. Yeah. Oh, that that you know who wins out of this? Mike. Good morning, Mike. Hey. How are you? Morning, guys. Appreciate well, it. That good. turned out well for you. What uh, generation are you? Boomer. Okay. Mark, here we go. Mark can make up some ground on the millennials here. All right, let's give this a whirl. Here we go. This guitarist formed the band Cream with Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce. Eric Clapton, maybe? That's right. First appearing in 1965, Poppin' Fresh is a mascot for what brand? Pillsbury. Doughboy. That's right. First an actor, this policy, stop it. First an actor, this politician became a defining force in conservative politics while serving as governor of California oh, in the late 60s stop. and early 70s. Baby question for the boomers. Hey, hey, Caleb, I know how you feel. Reagan. Ronald Wilson Reagan. <laughs> Are you kidding me? According to a TV Land sitcom starring Betty White, it is hot in which U.S. city? <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> I didn't know that one. 
Well, as soon as you start referencing TV land, we, yeah. we know which group of cards we're going through. Betty White's Golden Girls for me. I don't know what happened before that. All right, okay. here you go. This green guy was a popular toy and had a TV show. Oh, wow. Um, was that the Incredible Hulk? Wait, 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 wait. Incredible Hulk, Mark? Well, that's the only one I can think of. What? So Oops. say the question again. Okay, it's this green guy was a popular toy and had a TV show. For a boomer it's question. Not, it's not Gumby, is it, Mark? You know, I think... Yeah, yeah I would uh, go with that one. I'd go with Gumby. It is Gumby. Oh, I thought they were going to... Oh, my gosh. There we go. What do you they, guys... They, Incredible Hulk was technically probably correct, too. That wasn't the one they were oh, looking I, I'm for, I'm sure, though. but yeah, yeah, they were looking for Gumby, so good All job right. there, guys. Wow. Uh, what, what do you want for an extra point here? You, you picked today, Mark. Um... Probably. Well, I want to stay away from those millennial uh, questions, so let's go with... Uh, Gen X? No, let's go with Gen X. There's only okay. one other choice. <laughs> what music channel made its TV debut oh, wow. in 1981 and became a cultural icon? <laughs> um, is it MTV? Uh, yeah. The Boomers are back! And, Charlie, you're going to Memorial Stadium on Saturday. It might be Mike. 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 Sorry, Mike. Uh, Maybe you can find Charlie. He's coming with you. Sorry, wrong name. Uh, Mike, you're going to Memorial Stadium on Saturday. Thank you, guys. You guys get how it goes to forget people's names every once in a while? Oh, God. (laughs) Mark, congratulations. Hey. Wow. And so I've got the old standings on the board. I'm just doing a little back-of-the-napkin math here. So that'll be, uh, I think, the way Caleb scores, you get seven points. So Yes, we do. That will put you, you're at 26-2, and two, so seven plus that. You're at 33-2. and two. The Millennials are going to add a loss, though. So they're still going to be ahead of you in the, tied with yeah, you in the loss column, but you're the, a little bit ahead of you in the win column. And it's, it, I mean, it's completely up in the air right now between the Boomers and the Millennials. So. Congratulations. Hey, I'm, I'm proud of you. I, I, that one, we actually worked together. You guys did do a good job on that one. You definitely did. So He had, uh, he had uh, uh, music and the Gumby. Yep, yep. I, I knew that. I knew, let's see, the only one I didn't know, I think, was the Betty White one. I, that one was easy. That was the only one I think I would have, I might have missed the, is that Poppin' Fresh the name of the, the Doughboy? Uh, well, that's what he was called in some areas. It's it better known as just the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, I didn't know he had a name that wasn't yeah, Doughboy. Yeah, Poppin' Fresh. Poke him in the stomach, go, hee-hee. Yep. That's <laughs> what so they did with him. Yeah. I don't know. That was a that was a big thing for a time. So All he, right. He died last week, by the way. The Doughboy? Yep. Sorry to hear that. His funeral is 30 minutes on Tuesday at 3.50. <laughs> Millennials at 952 win percentage. Boomers at 943. Gen X, 919. Oh, so we're separating a little. We, uh, we, we probably should just, instead of, we don't really have an end date set. We probably should decide on one before anybody gets too far ahead of clinching. So, But we're having fun right now. Yeah. I say we keep it rolling maybe through October. I don't know. We'll see. We can discuss. Congratulations to Mike. Sorry I called you Charlie. <laughs> you know why you have all these textures that are this, not this. With their names now, it's because I mess up their names.
All right, it's time for sports. It's 724 <laughs> with uh, Jim over here on the on, on sports. Yep. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Speaking about today, this is The Morning Drive. Presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's count it down starting with number five. State Senator Megan Hunt of Omaha is reviewing her options. A judge dismissed a defamation lawsuit against a far-right group that accused her of abusing and sexually grooming her son. She said uh, no mother, regardless of whether they're an elected official or not, should be accused of abusing their children. Nebraska Examiner reported this out yesterday that the suit uh, had been dismissed. So they had uh, placed it against the Nebraska... Drawing a blank on the name. Uh, Freedom Coalition. Nebraska Freedom Coalition. Yeah. What uh, happens when your computer burps? Yeah. Um, so they put out a social media uh, post that said, um, they, they said uh, it, it showed pictures uh, of, of the child and uh, basically accused, essentially used the word grooming, essentially. When this lawsuit came out, I believe I said, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit of a tough haul from the plaintiff's end of it because you got a public figure which raises the bar quite a bit and there's some level of conven- uh, convenient lack of clarity about the words that were used uh, with this uh, in specifically the word groom grooming groomer and and what that means and how it's used now at this point and that was going to make it a difficult like I said a difficult haul. Uh, for the plaintiff, which is a senator in this case, and sure enough, that did end up being the case. Um, that's that. I mean, that legal kind of dispassionate legal analysis aside from the whole thing, man, there are some nasty corners of the internet in Nebraska politics right now. And I don't even know how far in the corners these are at this point. And I'm sure you can, you know, th- this one's out in front, and I'm sure you can both sides it too on on this whole thing, but my goodness. It is just, it's gross if you follow some of it. Get that, I mean, I, I have tried to get rid of as much of that as I, as I can in how I'm learning and, and hearing and th- hearing things, even though, even, it's not just here, it's not just hearing from people who are advocating who you disagree with. It's just gotten to a particularly le- nasty level in this state over the last few years. Um, it's disappointing. It's gross. It's all of those things at this point. And it may not be defamation in this case, uh, which, like I said, it probably won't won't be. But I don't know. That's that's it. That's it. I just it's gross right now. There's it's we've gotten a lot more polarized in our uh, political 
rank and file, and people are very, very set on certain parameters, and yeah. very little uh, discussion towards a, a living and letting live, you will. Yeah, I mean, it gets personal really fast in every case. And nasty. Like, personal and nasty in yeah, every situation in every case. So, And, uh, you know, Mark, I, and I think these issues that are being discussed, especially that happens, I think, we're, I think those issues aren't going away this year in the Nebraska no. legislature. No, they're oh. certainly not. No. Number four. And turned himself in, is now jailed uh, on that crash last week uh, that was a speeding case that took the crash happened at 27th and Vine. Four people seriously injured. Uh, may recall the front end of uh, Colts Pharmacy was taken out, damaged. Uh, 19-year-old Justin Enfield was uh, arrested after he turned himself in. Uh, DUI and other, I believe it was a fleeing because so he, what? He, he did flee a uh, attempted traffic stop. So there are char- charges of him being intoxicated. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't we d- didn't know that necessarily. I see in the Kalion story he's still in a neck brace after all this too. Uh, yeah, he was hospitalized. Yeah. So, but once, I, as I, I understand, it, once he got out, he uh, knew they were uh, you know wanted to talk to him and he turned well, it's, am- in. it's amazing that you had all these people that were ejected from this pickup and. I know when you were originally seeing, you know, Mark, you were covering this originally on the morning that it happened, and the morning after it happened, I think there was some sense that there may be some real-life threatening injuries here, and it it didn't turn out that way. Right. Um, but that was, I mean, you could still, you, you could see the aftermath of it. We saw the pictures of it afterwards, and it's kind of amazing after this is all over. So it was, uh, The charge is DUI causing serious bodily injury and then one count of fleeing. Right, that's right, because it started way on the south side of town. and uh, 27th and Nebraska Parkway, yeah. also known as Old Highway 2. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number three. Still no satisfaction for portions of South Lincoln that have been asking for a quiet zone for railroad. Yeah. For the trains. Uh, KL, uh, 1011 News uh, actually has the story. Uh, as the Railroad Transportation Safety District is working on plans to turn that area into a quiet zone. (laughs) This was was something we were talking about like years ago on the show. Years ago on the show. It has taken that long. And the 10-11, basically, Mark, what I could surmise from the the reporting 10-11 did, which was good to revisit it, was that dealing with federal entities takes a long time. (laughs) Takes a long time time on this this whole thing um communicating with the federal rail authority to do this and apparently that's where the progress has really been slowed down in this in this whole thing but i legitimately remember mark talking about this quiet zone issue oh it's got to be over a decade ago that it first kind of they, that it first really started getting traction it may be even more of more than that. Well, it really started when they re- resumed after 17 years on that line. That's true. It's not, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they did, talked about this in other areas then is what I must be thinking of then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was some quiet zones, I think, in the southwest side of the city. But this was always kind of in the back of everybody's mind. But a lot of people thought that line was just going to be abandoned. That's it, right. You're right. The one I'm thinking of is the one on Cornhusker, I think. Um, because there is a quiet zone there. That's what I'm thinking about it when they were making that a, a decade ago, probably. but And there's also quiet zone down on uh, South 14th, south of uh, 
Lincoln Southwest. Which, by the way, what all goes in? Do do we know exactly what all goes into a quiet? Obviously, you can't blare your horn. I suppose. Yeah, it's, it, it, I believe the crossings have to have controlled, you know, gates, uh, and they just don't use their horn. Yeah. So no, but you're exactly right. I thought no way those rail lines in that part of town were ever going to be used again. I, I remember, they have been lied, lied fallow for so many years. I thought they were never going to be used. I remember uh, your summer friend was in here when that started, and he only had one child at that time yes. who was being wakened up. Yes. At that time, he lived in an area very close to that, and he assured me, oh, we want that quiet zone. Yes. They've, uh, they th- I think they have since moved. Uh, to some place that's not as near to it. But we were also told that the trains would be operating probably between, yeah. what, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m.? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. No, like more in the overnight hour. Or, oh, during the daytime, you're saying. Yeah. So the quiet wouldn't be as big yeah. a factor. But, in fact, they run 24 hours a day. Yeah. I think it's I've one trip that. a day each way. Interesting. Well, they're working on it. <laughs> it's going to take a while. But I would understand the frustration if you... I've been trying to get this to happen, and it still hasn't. Number two. Volleyball Day in Nebraska captivated the sports world, uh, setting the record for the largest attendance at a women's sporting event ever. Well, that might be challenged yet. But she can actually own a part of that historic event. So they're selling pieces of the the court that was set up on Memorial Stadium, Caleb. Yeah, and it's it's pretty exciting. Here's the thing. I have never seen something pop up on my feed and me get to check out faster than I did yesterday. Oh, did you get I immediately purchased one of these. Did you do it? Okay, you did. All right. All right. Interesting. So, so, yep. So, it's got a commemorative little plaque, and it's got a a piece from the floor in there, and obviously, you don't get to pick your piece. I'm hoping one of them's got... Some of the the color, the the red or the black that's around everything on there. Maybe some of the the white lines. But you get what you get. But you get piece of history with it. They're only doing five thousand of them at at ninety two dollars and three cents uh, oh, in, in commemoration of the ninety two thousand and three that were there for the attendance to break that record. But if you they sell out of them. That's four hundred. What'd you say, Mark? Four hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. Uh, four sixty-five one hundred. Yeah. yeah. So, a post yesterday from Husker Social Media said that they were already over twenty-five hundred sold, past fifty percent. Oh man! On the first day. Take that, Taylor Swift. My daughter. Was, <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift. My daughter was already uh, positioning to to maybe get one of those Christmas present. So. Yeah. Uh, they don't send them out till November, by the way. If you do put in your order, oh. they, they, they're going through. They're still putting them together. They won't begin to ship until November. Okay. Hopefully the hopefully the radio isn't on in the uh, bathroom getting ready this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that she's fine. Uh, that, who's, listen, who's kidding who? We know the family never listens to this. Oh. They've got, they, like other, they have a bunch of morning shows they like way better than this one. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. Number one. Are we doing uh, this uh, one? Or? Yeah, I switched back because we had time. I'll get the, both of the mentions in. So okay. go ahead and well, do this one. Yeah, uh, Sunday is actually World Vegetarian Day, and November 1st is World Vegan Day. And with 15.5 million U.S. adults having a vegetarian or vegan diet, Wallet Hub. Love them, don't you? Ma- it's but- Mark's big day of the year, World Vegan Day. Enjoy, Mark. It's finally your day. Uh, no, uh, but uh, Vegetarian Day is actually uh, at least in my anniversary. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you plan that out? No. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm sure, sure we'll have 
Wait, so did Wallet Hub tell you where to move or where not to move if you're a vegetarian? It, it's the top, oh, okay. top cities for vegans and vegetarians. Well, I mean, okay, is this as stereotypical as I think it's going to be for the ones that are? I mean, are we talking uh, Are we talking San Francisco, Portland, no, no, actually, Se- Irving, Seattle? Irving, Texas has the highest share of restaurants. Irving, Texas? Serving vegetarian options. What? Yes. San Francisco, the city with the lowest overall, uh, lowest point zero point eight two percent. No, that's Las Vegas. San Francisco has the most community supported agriculture programs. Okay, but well, Irving, Texas has the Irving, highest- Texas is the highest share of restaurants serving vegetarian options. Fifty five point seven percent. But you were but you were naming some of them that are supposed to be the top cities. Oh, see, I, yeah, vegans. I would have guessed the top cities that Wallet Hub rated would have been uh, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco. Uh, Those are all in the top L- seven. L.A. Uh, That's number two. Yeah, Portland I mean, number one. What what did I miss along the along sort of that area? Orlando, San Diego, San Diego. I might have mentioned Miami, what? Miami. Okay, Austin in at number nine. Uh, Scotts Bluff. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oakland, California, not 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 like Oakland, Craig, Nebraska. Yeah, right. One that, that they came in at number twenty six that I can see is Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. That's vegetarian because I mean, there's a lot of cheese. There's there. a, yeah. There's too much cheese okay. to go full vegan. But let's go to the bottom of this uh, list. I've got the top one hundred here. They only did a hundred. First of all, did uh, is Lincoln on the list? Mark, did you uh, did you? If you see go to the map, yeah, I think. yeah, it's forty third. Lincoln's forty third, yeah. right between Oklahoma City and Indianapolis. Okay, so kind of in the middle. Uh, the The least vegetarian friendly cities you go down here: uh, Greensboro, North Carolina; Anchorage, Alaska; uh, Chula Vista, California. For some reason, Memphis, <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Got it. Barbecue. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna go a lot of barbecue there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just. I still can't get over that Irving, Texas thing. I would not have not have suspected. Now, now that Lincoln of, ranks number eight in affordability in the nation. So affordability of, of vegetarian of vegetarian options. items. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. All right, there you go. So. Good luck. All right. Uh, and and are, are we going on to uh, yeah, number l- l- zero? We're going to have a, yes, number zero. Uh, it's Team Jack Radiothon Day right here on KLIN. We'll be joining them. They got underway officially, I believe, at seven. Yep. Yep, but, they are going. But uh, we're joining them in about an hour and ten. Yep, we'll be joining them live uh, at 9 a.m., but it's the 11th annual Team Jack Radiothon that originated here back in the day at KLIN when... Uh, Kevin Thomas uh, was a big part of this when it started, and he's remained a big part of it despite moving on from radio and using his real name now. Um, but it's presented by the home agency in the Jim and Sherry Baldonado family. Um, it's a huge fundraiser for the foundation. It does it so much is generated today that goes directly into research and treatments and this much needed progress in fighting pediatric brain cancer and I've learned a ton about it over the years and you know it's it's hard too because I used to every time that we were a part of this we'd have Andy Hoffman across the table mm-hmm. from us and he was it was his sort of passion to fight this and he was just a complete spark plug that made this thing go and of course he passed 
uh, it was a couple of years ago, uh, that he passed away, and just so sad for that family. But his legacy in the Team Jack Foundation does continue to live on, and there are so many people doing some really good work. And uh, I'm, I'm not able to be there this year on site with them in Elwood. I have been for the last several years, but not able to this year. But I would still encourage everybody um, to to listen throughout the day, to think about donating. Uh, you can donate at Team Jack Foundation, or if you want to just do it over the phone, teamjackfoundation.org, or you can do it over to the phone at 855-RUN-JACK as well. Both of those uh, are ways that you can donate. It's the same thing uh, if you do it either way. Also, there are big cash giveaways that are going on with this. If you make donations, there are all there's a raffle tickets where they're going to give away $20,000. So you can buy a raffle ticket and do it that way. Also, just tons of other giveaways. Husker stuff, football stuff. Well, here's what uh, the prizes are right go ahead. now. Yeah. So all day, if you were to call 855-RUN-JACK, any donation made throughout the day, enter to win four tickets to Nebraska football against Purdue on October 28th, plus hospitality passes that includes food and drink that is donated by Nebraska Athletics. That winner will be announced at 6 p.m. tonight. But these hours right now, because the Team Jack Radiothon is currently going on and we'll join them at 9, any donation between 7 and 9 a.m., so before the end of our show, is entered to win two tickets to Shania Twain at CHI Health Center okay. November 2nd, plus a $100 gift card to her at Sports Bar and Grill in Omaha. So that's where your donations, that's your current cool. section we're on for the prizes between 7 and 9 a.m. And and yeah, and I'm looking at these uh, cash giveaway registrations they got. You can get a ticket for $100, and they're going to draw one of the one of the cash giveaway tickets, one for $20,000, one for $5,000, and one for $2,500. So maybe pull together the uh, the office, and instead of getting a Powerball ticket, hey, how about do this instead, and you're going to be given to a good cause as well. Yeah, I think your so, odds are significantly better for this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in, in the hundreds of thousands of times, maybe hundreds of millions of times better for, uh, for this one. But, yeah, we're thinking about them today. And, uh, again, once again, just I can't can't thank Kevin Thomas enough for all that he's done. So much work behind the scenes that people have no idea about that he has done for Team Jack and continuing to keep this thing rolling. And uh, we'll be joining them today. Lots of good interviews, too, throughout the course of the day and stories about what Team Jack has been doing over the course of the last year. All right, we'll take a break with that. That's it for your morning drive. It's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers, option pitch out to the side. It's a touchdown, Nebraska. Think 1499.3 KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. 
live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right, it is time to get you another keyword. So you can text it in to 402-479-1400 and maybe get a pick in Fantasy Huskers. Hopefully for you, you do. The keyword this hour is... Jack. Jack, J-A-C-K. Jack. Uh, there you go. That is the keyword. Text that in right now. And uh, we will pick one of you to be our eighth picker overall for this week in Fantasy Oscars. And if you do get that pick, you are required to guess how many first downs Nebraska gets against Michigan. Uh, this is one where probably concentrate. You may have people that have to pick twice because they don't get, they pick something that's already been chosen. Yep. And we've actually only had that happen once. And if anyone ever is curious about what has currently been picked, we keep that updated at KLIN.com. Okay. So if uh, you text 402 479 1400, we tell you you're one of the qualifiers. You can check KLIN. Strategize. Before replying. Strategize. You're encouraged to do that. All right, uh, another two more tomorrow during the Friday Husker tailgate. Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, the Girl Lincoln team in studio with me right now. Robin, Dave, good morning. Hi there, doing? guys. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good morning, Excellent. gentlemen. Good morning. All right, let's jump into the news in the world of restaurants, retail businesses in and around the capital city. Starting with the closing, a restaurant closing. Dave, what can you tell us? Yes, this is B&T's Diner. They took over the space that Taco John's had at about 47th and Vine Street. They've only been operating for a few months, maybe maybe a year. Uh, it was a breakfast place pr- predominantly. However, their website says they are catering and they have a phone number huh. set up for them to talk. I didn't to even, you. I'm sure you probably brought this up when it happened, but I didn't even know. Yeah. I In my mind, I didn't even know about this. So interesting. Yeah, they, they've been there for a while. I Robin, I don't know if they were there over a year, were they? I, I didn't have time to look it up, yeah. but I, I would say it was late last year or early yeah. this year when they opened and they, you know, the people that that um, gave Google reviews and such really liked them. Yeah. They, they really liked having that there. I know that it was temporarily closed for a while and so, um, presumably for a medical issue. We tried to call yesterday and the, the phone number and the voicemail was full. So, okay. yeah, but apparently they're still trying to do catering and wish that they could reopen. Okay. Always, always hate it when somebody has to close. Yeah. Yeah, and and by the way, Lincoln can. And this was a breakfast place, like you said, locally owned. Locally owned, Lincoln can yeah. use more breakfast places. Just uh, on the weekends, especially, just try and go to one. I want to yeah. say that they started out as catering before they opened up here. I can't remember for sure, but it, the whole thing got me to thinking about, um, you know, so many of these lately have been food trucks, and you know how every year. At the end of the year, we we count how many restaurants opened and how many closed, and there's kind of this success rate. Mm-hmm. And usually, we net out two more restaurants each year yep. than close. Right. It's you know a little bit better than fifty fifty yeah. odds. And I I hope we have time to track this year how many of those were food trucks, and is that success rate better if you went to food truck school? Interesting. I mean, I kind of think of of food truck oh. as sort of preschool. 
you know, for, for running a restaurant. Well, there were a lot of... I don't think the people who operate food trucks think of it as preschool. Well, yeah, but, well, but, but they use preparation. that to learn and just, to launch. It's, pre- it's, it's just preparation. preparation. They yeah. do, yeah. yeah. And I that mean, happened with several restaurants here in Lincoln. And does it, give them yeah. a better, does it give them a better chance for success yeah, that's a good question. if they start that way? Yeah, I think that is a good question. We, we need to research that. All right, Robin, we said in and around Lincoln, and so around Lincoln, apparently uh, some potential changes at James Arthur Vineyard, yes, some expansion. Well, they're that not is. really in Lincoln, but we count them, we claim them. Um, they want to do an expansion, so they have applied for a special permit for a farm winery social hall, 300-person capacity. I bet they're thinking about some weddings up there. Boy, I would think so. That's a yeah. that's Man, pretty good size. People love having weddings in barn or barn-adjacent type oh, buildings. Yeah. Outdoor so, is... So much right now. I'm going to a barn wedding in, next weekend in Iowa. Yeah. Um, it's and it's thing. not it's all of the weddings in hey, Iowa to, are not to, in bars. Yeah, I was gonna say for, to be fair, the it's the best bar in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what, barn weddings are hot right now. They are. James Arthur yeah. Vineyards knows it. it. I don't it, know if they're having a barn, but you know what I mean, farm winery it, type. Thing. And they're not working farm barns. There's not. Oh, uh, there's not that's manure. Too bad. There's not manure. That's what I asked farm. my wife. I was like, I shouldn't have to dress up then at all, right? Because uh, this is going to be a fairly dirty situation. Uh, no, got, that's not true. Uh, no, Apparently, apparently it's going to smell just fine and all of those things. But from the perspective of people who live next door in their acreage or their farm, you know, this is sort of an evolving thing. They don't really like 300 people on that gravel road next to their acreage. And so there are certain prohibitions or limitations on doing something like this, one of which is um, the three-day-a-week rule. And this, you know, James Arthur's asking for an exception. So it will be interesting. And they, I think the exception is maybe for certain times of the year or certain seasons. It'll be interesting to see when that goes through the city process, how that, that gets answered. Because we are at a time of social change for weddings and acreages and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. outdoor events. Outdoor events are just a thing right now. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Uh, especially when it's 95 degrees out in uh, October. Perfect for a wedding. Yep. All right. Uh, more news. 40th and Yankee Hill Road, Dave. What do we have going on there? Well, there is quite a bit going on in, in that, that stretch. The first thing we are going to talk about is the drive-through for CHI's pharmacy. Uh, they're doing this so that people can receive their flu shots and other vaccines in their car. It looks like a car wash thing, you know, yeah. like you drive your car under and it's sheltered like this big long line. Well, I think, so I think just... we all learned a lot from the vaccination program with COVID-19. Man, that's giving me flashbacks to yeah. 2020, getting all that, doing all those things in your car that yeah. we used to do. Uh, God, it even seems weird now. Drive, drive, drive by birthday parties and, uh, <laughs> all, I mean, just about... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, graduation. Yeah, drive by. Yeah, Garth Brooks drive-in concert. Garth Brooks drive-in concert. Forever be the weirdest thing I went to. Tests at the drive-in. I got a test at North Star. I got a test at Gateway. (laughs) These long drive-through things. Um, Anyway, um, anyway, they're they're doing this though, so people can don't have to come into the store to just get regular regular vaccines. Yeah, there's a whole entire medical village there now. I mean, this was cornfields a a year ago, but. 
um, yeah, there's a doctor's office and a physical therapy and a pharmacy. And I think there's a dermatologist moving in. You're right, though. This would seem weird if we hadn't all gone through 2020 (laughs) and 2021 together. And now it's like, that's kind of where I get my vaccines is in the car, right? (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting that they're doing a pharmacy at the same time that CVS and Walgreens are kind of pulling back around the country. And there's some overbuilding and they're doing some consolidating and scrambling to find revenue sources for their. um, So CHI jumping into the pharmacy business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Staying in that area, Robin, uh, looks like uh, we've got a new gas station out there, too. 44th and Drama Mean Hill Road. Casey's Gas. <laughs> Wait, Drama Mean Hill Road? Yeah, Is you, it that bad? <laughs> you have to drive through several very weedy, um, there's a lot of weeds out there. And you can easily miss the, like not even see it because of all the weeds. And it is one of those many, many, what are there, 13, 11 circles, 12, 13 roundabouts. Roundabouts along Yankee Hill from end to end, you know. Yeah. All right. So I never heard that. I didn't know that was. I love that. Uh, All right. Anyway, uh, gas station. Yes. It's a Casey's. Casey's, and they are hiring. You can't hardly see the sign, but they do say that they're hiring. Casey's is coming in Lincoln. Wow. There's a couple of new ones here we've talked about recently, and and another one that we talked about that I don't believe you were aware of was about 90th and uh, O Street. Yeah, I well, I just saw that. We, I saw that a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that was there. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. Let's stay in that same area. And uh, we got, it looks like, uh, what, car repair service coming? Yeah, uh, they were uh, applying at, at the Planning Commission, and they're wanting to move out to Yankee Hill. 48th and uh, Yankee 48th Hill. 48th and Yankee Hill. And... Uh, you know, they probably could use something like that out there. Boy, all those car dealers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that B Street Auto Repair just opened up next to the Lexus place. They're based right. out of Omaha, and they opened this huge, massive. Yeah, it's, a, it's a significant building. Huge car repair facility. Interesting. So, yeah. It's, so this yeah. is auto, medical, and auto. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fixing things that aren't running well, basically. <laughs> That's right. There's a theme. It's yes. The, it's the restorative district in Lincoln. Yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah, sounds sounds yeah. like a... Just take Dramamine Hill out to the restorative That's district right. and you'll be there in no time. We can fix whatever's wrong with you out here. Uh, well, that's absolutely true. What, what is within this group? It sounds like an SAT or ACT question. So, yeah. yeah. Um, how are we doing on time? We can do it. Let's do both things. Okay. We have to, yeah, you had a question about the, this, this led area to an off-topic question. Yeah. I mean, we, so people on, on Facebook were discussing all this stuff on Yankee Hill. Um, and Alicia Nicole messaged us and said, excited, we need more places by Yankee Hill. More restaurants, please. Also, more police coverage, please. To which we replied, didn't they just build a new police station and fire station over on Pine Lake Road? Um, And someone else chimed in and said, yeah, I've seen cops a couple different times camped out by the new roundabouts between 40th and 56th Street over last week. So apparently people were taking these at top speed and trying to figure out, you know, so so our response back to Alicia was the cops are probably there. You probably just can't see them because of the weeds. They may even be lost (laughs) in those roundabouts in some place. So but yeah, it's it's quite a quite a change down there on Yankee Hill Road. Uh, I don't think I've driven. I guess I assumed it was closed forever. So I don't think I've ever I've driven on it 
since past whatever that is, past the target, essentially. You know, and now that it's open and people are learning about it, I've had some mornings on the way to 84th Street where it was bumper-to-bumper traffic, and you couldn't go more than 25 or 30 miles an hour during... Wow. Yeah, there are certain times of the day... Uh, times it, of the day, yeah. yeah. That it, it it gets pretty pretty crowded. There I, are, I use it all the time, because from my office to get to 27th and Yankee Hill... Yeah, yeah. I've, I've gotten pretty proficient in getting through those. I, yeah, I did, again, like I said, I didn't even realize it was open. And I think people learn, you know, the roundabouts and they go at top speed. So I am not surprised there are cars out there yeah. in the weeds, yeah. cop cars looking for them. Um, all right. Uh, no show this weekend because you got football, but you got a little bit of a follow up, Robin, I understand, on a show that came out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we um, have a podcast and we put that out on September 2. We interviewed a company called Virtual Incision. Yes. Um, um, they lease- Boy, interesting stuff they do. Yeah, tell them what they do. Well, they create uh, robots for surgery. Uh, for, for hospital surgery. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think if small, I remember. Small enough to fit on a surgical tray. Yeah. And they, they put them, if you have surgery on your, I'll just delicately say your gut area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's what they do. And they attract talent. Uh, from uh, they've got right. they've got people from so, the east coast that work there so there's an update with them an update on them a few weeks after we visited with them they sent out a press release that said they'd secured 30 million dollars in addition to its previous 46 million series c financing in the near term they plan to support a collaboration between nasa and the University of Nebraska-Lincoln to lay the foundation for performing telesurgery in space. What? Yeah. <laughs> They're right here in Lincoln, Nebraska at 14th and Old Cheney. 14th and Old Cheney. I'm stuck on the surgery in space thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's- okay. All right. Well, good. I'm glad somebody's thinking about that. Uh, I guess if you ever take one of those Elon Musk listen, trips and right, you, you get in trouble get up, up there, there, right? Yep, yeah, all of somebody's sudden. got to take care of you. All right. Very interesting. Rob and Dave, thank you so much. Check out Robin and Dave with the Girl Lincoln team on Facebook and Twitter. If you have any questions about what you see going up in your neighborhood, they will try and find the answer. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks. Robin Ashleman, Dave Alberts. 825, check, take a check of sports coming up next on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Making a catch of the 10. Five. That is a touchdown. Nebraska. Think. 1499.3. KLIN. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Brett Anderson. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says... Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp.
Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. That's right. Time to talk to the man whose voice will call the action this weekend as Nebraska takes on Michigan. Greg, good morning. How are you doing today? Jack, it's sun's up. Beautiful day. How about 90 degrees Saturday? Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. Like I've been saying, it's uh, poolside pumpkin spice for everybody this weekend. Uh, and uh, to be a toasty one out there, they'll have to have the misters and everything going here uh, almost into the month of October when uh, when Michigan gets there. But I guess, Greg, preferable to another uh, weather delay, it had to be kind of a PTSD situation for a whole bunch of people there at the uh, at the stadium on Saturday when you heard that thing was coming. Well, Matt Cotney tapped me on the shoulder right when we went to the fourth quarter and goes, hey, by the way, he goes, they are announcing we could go into a watch. Yeah. He goes, nothing out there yet. And then you know, we get the first time out of the fourth quarter and he, I look back and he goes, well, it's a little rain, but he goes, there's no lightning. And so uh, we kind of had a thought maybe something was going to happen. Thank goodness it was only an hour and got to finish the game. I know Coach Rule didn't particularly like the way the game finished because yeah. Nebraska gave up a touchdown and, and didn't do much in the offensive end. But you, you never want to just not get a complete football game in. So at least they got that accomplished. You know, it's interesting to kind of compare and contrast the Northern Illinois and the Louisiana Tech games. Obviously, both of them win, wins. I feel like everybody kind of went away feeling better about Northern Illinois uh, in the way that one went versus Louisiana Tech. Obviously, the margin of victory was more significant. What did you kind of see as the biggest difference just looking at Nebraska and how they how they played between those two games? Well, you know, I, I really like the way Nebraska ran the ball last week in, what, 315 yards, and it could have been close to 400 without a couple of big runs being called back because of downfield blocking that wiped out some really big runs. So I love what they did there. You know, I knew that it would be a challenge to completely shut down Louisiana Tech because of the way they get rid of the ball and the way they run that offense. I was a little disappointed we didn't get to the quarterback. No sacks in the game last week. So I, I don't know that, it, and I think even Matt Rural said it was kind of a step back a little bit. But, you know, hey, these kids are human. They know what's on the horizon. They knew what a big game this week was going to be. And I think certainly they it took them a while to put away the Bulldogs in that game. But you just you move on. You take the win, you move on to this week, and, and certainly a much, much bigger challenge this Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mich- let, let's start. Let's start by talking a little bit about Michigan, and we can get into all the things that are kind of um, going around. Uh, what might happen on the field for Nebraska this year? Uh, Michigan. What do we know about them so far? I know that they've beaten four teams um, that were obviously overmatched, all by basically the same margin. It was kind of the same game four times in a row. What do you think about this year's Michigan team? Yeah, I like them a lot. I think they're really good on the line of scrimmages. McCarthy, outside of one game, has been almost flawless, but he had one game where he threw three picks. That was against UNLV. Blake Corm is one of the better backs in the country, and some of their wide receivers have just been underutilized. Here, here's what I think Michigan basically did. And remember, they played three of those games without Harbaugh on the sideline. He was on a self-imposed yeah. suspension. He was only on the sideline last week for the Rutgers game. I just think Michigan kind of has said, you know what, we're just going to be very, very vanilla, very basic, win these games and move on and save some of our other stuff for the games coming up against the Nebraskas and the Penn States and the Ohio States and and the like of the league. So I just feel like they've kind of been a little bored, honestly, with with some of those games, and that's kind of on their administration. I mean, I'm not sure why Michigan's not taking more heat, Jack, for you're one of the top five programs in the country right now. What are you doing playing – that kind of a non-conference yeah. schedule, two straight years. It wasn't just this year. It was last year as well. 
I think it's pretty laughable. And I think their team has kind of played that way. They've kind of played bored with things. But I think they'll rise up this week. I think they'll be – this may be their best game because now they know they're on the road. They know it's going to be a hostile environment. Yeah. I think they'll be ratcheted up Saturday. What do you think the matchup looks like between Michigan's offense stylistically? Um, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of pro-style, the Harbaugh thing, but always, you know, been a good running game. Continue, as you said, Blake Corum there. Got a couple of guys who are who are good running backs. Nebraska's been solid tops in the nation in, in stopping the run. Granted, yes, against programs, they're not going to be as solid rushing the ball, but n- number one is – Obviously, number one yeah. in that situation, and then and then also though on kind of the way that they will use the pass game, um, Nebraska's kind of it seems to me like tried to keep stuff in front of them a lot in the pass game. What do you think that matchup really looks like? I, I think it's gonna be fun to watch because I I expect Nebraska to do a pretty good job defending Michigan, and, and I think you know if you're looking for some hope to hang your hat on, I think that's it. I think it, Nebraska is going to make it really difficult for Michigan to score. Now, what Nebraska can do is help them. And help them, I mean, turn the ball over deep in our own end or make a big mistake in special teams that sets Michigan up. But if Nebraska forces Michigan to go the long distance of the field, most drives, I like the, the ability of Nebraska's defense to pinch them off at some point in time. I'll even go back to last year's game in Ann Arbor. I think it was 17-3 at the half. I mean, Nebraska did a pretty good job with the defense, and a lot of the same guys are still playing for the Huskers this year. So I think Nebraska can can contain Michigan in a lot of ways in this game, provided we don't give them some gifts along the way. Yeah, and I, I want to get to that real quick, though, sticking on the defense. One thing... One thing that popped up for the first time against Louisiana Tech that I just hadn't noticed uh, at all, I was actually really impressed by, was a few missed tackles that just hadn't been yeah. there a couple of times. And I don't quite know why something like that does or doesn't happen, but I I just noticed it, and it made you realize how solid things had been for the first three games. There were some, and I, some of that's the, the style of play law Tech does. They spread you out. It was impressive how... They would go four wides, and, and two of the wide receivers would almost stand on the out-of-bounds side. I mean, they were just way wide, and they, they wanted Nebraska to have to go one-on-one on the outside. Michigan won't play quite that way. It'll be more traditional what Nebraska sees from the Wolverines. But you're right. There were probably more missed tackles last week than any of the previous three games, and maybe all three games combined. So that was a little bit unsettling, but I don't think that's going to be an issue with the way Michigan lines up and wants to play. Sounds like we might learn more today, but it sounds like Luke Reimer is at least questionable for for this game. If he is not able to go, obviously this seems like the type of game that you you really want him for. You you generally want him. He's one of the best players on the defense, but this kind of style, especially, how do you think that impacts the uh, kind of the linebacking core here and what they do against Michigan? Not ideal, right? It's not ideal. But Nick Henrich is, I think, playing pretty well. And so you've got him back in that role. Bullock has done a good job, had a good game last week. Javen Wright, I think, can step in there and, and give Nebraska some snaps in there. And Makai Bayer has also a guy that we're calling his name quite a bit in recent weeks. So I think we've got enough depth there to overcome that. I'm really hoping we get some good news on Cam Lenhart because we're going to need yeah. to have our big guys up front be able to rotate, stay fresh, battle those players. I'm also really excited with what we've seen from Nash the last couple yeah. of weeks. His play has gotten better and better and better because that offensive line for Michigan's really good. But I like Robinson and Nash and Lenhart and some of those guys that, that Nebraska can roll up there. I think that'll be a 
If you like to watch something within a game, that's going to be a real fun battle. One of the best offensive lines in the country against Nebraska's defensive front. Yeah, man. If you zeroed in on Nash a few times last week and really this year, he will draw. He will draw. Yes. You talk about not getting a push up front in past years. That's not happening with him. He is driving right. people backwards, and it's uh, it's a huge. It's impressive how he's improved from year to year. He and he's more. It's like he's. He's added mobility, and I think that's Corey Campbell, the strength coach, has yeah. done that. I think they've gotten him a little bit more mobile. But side to side, he can move better. He's always been strong as a bull where he could just go straight ahead. Uh, and when he was even a scout team member when he first got on campus, the offensive line hated blocking him. They said he was so strong. But now he's got the ability to, to go a little bit more side to side, and that's made him a really well-rounded player. And uh, I'll credit the strength staff. They'll throw the credit right back to Nash, and he certainly deserves it too. But I, that's one player that I think the staff has really uh, improved his game. Uh, on the offensive side, obviously, there's you know the quarterback. There's always conversation about it, although it seems like it's lessening a little bit because it feels like this week. I'll be curious what you think, but it feels like this week they've continued to say Sims isn't at a hundred percent. Harburg is. To me, if they're saying that in the middle of the week. It sounds like it's going to be Harburg. I don't know what you know or think about that, but uh, I'll be interested to hear that. And then if it is Harburg, uh, how how do you – he hasn't turned the ball over. How do you not get too conservative with him exactly against this defense and keeping it from turnovers but still try and have this offense be dynamic because they're going to have to score some points? Yeah, that, that's the balance, and I'm with you. I think Heinrich gets to start, and he's deserved it. I mean, what he's done in two weeks, he, he has done a, a nice job, and – He's taking care of the football, and that that's a that's a plus the priority this week because if a drive ends in a punt, let it end in a punt, and again make Michigan take the the long route to get to the end zone. So he's it's a it's a it's a tough act for Marcus Satterfield mm-hmm. because he knows we've got to try to throw the ball a bit more against these really good defenses that we're about to face, and we're going to hit a mess of them coming up here now at the end of the year with these Big Ten teams, and but. So you can't just kind of line up and push Big Ten teams around. You've got to be able to mix some things in. We've heard about Josh Fleeks now moving into the backfield, maybe going to be lining up some more as a running back. We've also seen Tommy Hill take more and more snaps every week on the offensive side, so they're trying to get some more people out there. But, Jack, we're just we're kind of fighting a little bit with one arm tied behind our back. I mean, you just think back to August 1st when they're in the start of practice and you had Xavier Betts and you had Isaiah Garcia Castaneda and you had Ramir Johnson and you had Gabe Irvin. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're, you're down four of maybe your top ten playmakers went over the summer that you thought you had. You don't have them anymore. And so it's a really tough spot for the offensive coaches to be in. It seems like Marcus Washington has been quieter than I thought he might be in this offense. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I remember the first throw that um, Heinrich, in fact, he didn't have a catch last week. The first throw that Heinrich made in the Northern Illinois game was a nice little over-the-middle slant pass to Marcus that kind of got that first drive against the Huskies going two weeks ago. But he's been out there. He's doing a great job blocking on the edge. But, yeah, he just didn't get targeted much last week. And and that's the thing. I mean, that's the one thing. And I know the fans are are totally on uh, Heinrich's bandwagon. He's done a heck of a job. Jeff's a better passer, and so I, I think we may see Jeff play at some point in time Saturday. Um, that's an area Heinrich's got to continue to get better and better, uh, but Jeff's also thrown picks, but he's got the ability to push the ball more down the field than Heinrich does, and Michigan's certainly going to bring it, those safeties up and say, all right, you want to run the ball, you want to run some option, great, we're just going to start 
putting up here and dare you to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, how about how about the option and the old uh, pitch off tackle and then uh, Matt Rule and Satterfield are saying, yeah, they've got Ron Brown uh, <laughs> teaching them basically these plays that they've never run before from the old Nebraska playbook. Love that, it. that was incredible. Love <laughs> it. And, and, you know, he said Ron Brown had never seen a happier guy on the sideline than when they ran, executed one of those things really well last week. The one thing I'll say about Heinrich, he's got to every now and then pitch it. Yeah. If you go back and watch last week, every time we ran option, he didn't pitch. He yeah. kept it. And and the defense is going to go, this guy ain't going to pitch. So we're just going to go attack him right now. And so he's got to every now and then give it up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, on uh, Anthony Grant, I, I know you mentioned that the, they're thinking about using Fleek some at running back. They didn't. I mean, Emmett Johnson was in there a little, um, but is it? Does it? Is is your thought that it's basically going to be as long as Anthony Grant is <laughs> is not completely out of breath and not completely exhausted? He's going to be. I mean, the focus is going to be having him there in the backfield yeah. at running. I mean, he's going to be a, a. He's going to get a lot of carries. I would assume I on Saturday. So. And I also think, Jack, it's kind of a tip-off that Quentin I, the true freshman, isn't ready. I mean, yeah. uh, I think that they're sitting there going, he's not ready. We won't, we'll use him in four games, keep the red shirt. So, we're, you know, we're four games in, we have eight to go. But but my moving flakes, who did play running back at Baylor, had carries, scored touchdowns mm-hmm. from Baylor from that position, uh, I think you're right. And they've said it. It's Anthony's show. He's going to – but you got to be careful. You can't just have him take pounding after pounding. I was a little surprised, Jack, that – he played after the delay last week. I kind of mm-hmm. like, hmm, okay, we kind of have this game. Let's save his body for the – go put him in the ice tub right now and, and put Lubin in from Wahoo or something like that at the end of that game. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's it's Anthony's show, and they'll try to plug a hole here and there every now and then. And I still can't figure out – I can't figure Anthony Grant out, and it's weird, Greg, because he's had gobs of carries here during his career that I should have been able to. But he's been so many different guys, right? Like he's been, he's been a guy sometimes that felt like he, you know, he, he couldn't get upfield and he spent a little bit too much time dancing. Then on the other hand, I think I've seen him make some of the best moves that I've seen a running back at Nebraska make in years. And then you've, you had the, you know, the fumble talk and the actual fumble against Minnesota as well. Um, who? What do you make of of him and what he can provide? Maybe you're like me. I mean, maybe it, maybe it is all over the place. But like he was, you go back, like think of that Iowa game last year. He was really ineffective in that game, and that was good Iowa defense. But then the second half, for instance, against Louisiana Tech, he was back to I thought making those highlight moves again. Yeah, I think you've just defined Anthony Grant and the frustration <laughs> that Husker coaches have had with him is that you see it. And then it goes away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, can you be consistent? Yeah. From that's, carry yeah, that's to carry, quarter to quarter, game to game. And when he's good, he's really good. And then other times you're kind of like, hmm, wh- wh- where did Anthony go? Can we mm-hmm. find Anthony? Look around the room. Is he still in here? Uh, so I think you kind of just defined Anthony Grant to a T. Yeah. Um, looking ahead a little bit, we'll talk in detail, obviously, about these games. But whatever happens with Michigan, obviously Nebraska's a big underdog at this point. But, Greg, I'm curious what you think then about the rest of the schedule. It seems like you've got a, a whole bunch of games that Nebraska very possibly could lose or win. I mean, and that is not the most, it's not the smartest thing I've ever said in my life. But the Big Ten West continues to be a situation where, you know, you don't know what Nebraska is going to be. You don't know what the opponent's going to be. And it looks like either could be very bad at, at certain points or decent at other points. What was the Alec Baldwin movie about a submarine? Was it the Hunt for Red Hunt for October? Red October yeah. October's it. October's yeah. the month for this football team because it's Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue. Those yeah. are the three games. Those three games are going to define what kind of season 
Nebraska has. Again, I'm not dismissing like you just said. I'm not dismissing Michigan. Right. Let's get that, through that. That's the, Those three games are going to define what kind of season this team is going to have, and all three of those games are extremely winnable for Nebraska. So you, you, I think you, you look at that, that's going to be the, the three-game stretch that's going to tell us, can we get to a bowl game? Can we get into postseason play, get those extra practices, get the fans somewhere uh, south for a few days to go watch this football team play? So to me, that's going to be the big stretch coming up after we get past Michigan here on Saturday. The, the coaches will never say there are moral victories, but if Nebraska is, is tough in this one, and and if, if this is tight, and if Michigan is sweating in the fourth quarter, uh, even if Nebraska doesn't pull it out, does that does that ma- can that still help? Does that matter? I hate to even bring that up because I know it sounds like you already do it, but but I've heard some national people say that. Let's see if Nebraska has some life in them here uh, with the Michigan team that comes in where they're a big underdog. Where we are as a program, heck yeah, I think we can. You're right. Coaches won't say that. Greg and Jack can. I mean, if they go toe to toe and fight and scratch and claw and hang in this game, I think you walk away going, okay, boys. That's as good a team as we're going to see all year on this schedule. And we just did this. We're not that far away. Keep fighting. Keep the faith. Keep doing what we're telling you to do. And we're going to get there. Uh, I, I know it's tough for people to be patient, but I think you're right. I think a good, solid effort. Went, you know, Obviously, we'd love to win and go tear down some goalposts Saturday. <laughs> but if we don't, let's just show ourselves that we, we are inching closer to the top part of this uh, college football hierarchy. Yes, and I also believe something, maybe it's this Saturday, something, it is this this fan base, this program, everybody is overdue for some real, real unexpected joy. So that mm-hmm. very much is still in the cards uh, from my, my possibilities for Saturday. So let's no see what doubt. happens. Yeah. Hey, great yeah. to talk to you, Greg. Have a have a good call. Uh, John Cook tonight on Sports Nightly, is that right? Yes. He was. He was actually last night because they traveled today. They That's right. Night. What, what time is it? Are we almost at 9 o'clock? Uh, yeah, almost at 9 a.m. Yep. Okay. Yep, almost. Something big at, ni- something big at 9 a.m. <laughs> okay, all right. Ooh, okay. And, Thanks. And that will dictate Sports Island tonight. Okay. Thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. There you go, Greg Sharp. Well, that's that's an Easter egg. That's called a tease, folks. Save <laughs> fifty-five. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers, boy, Nebraska, bitch yourselves. What a rally! The Huskers poured it on. It's eleven four in the first. Think fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three KLIN. Anderson. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. So our guess in the room is that it's something about stadium expansion. Yeah, because today is a week out from that Board of Regents meeting, so today is when they have to get that on the agenda, and they post the agenda for the Board of Regents. I'm guessing we'll that that's what they got to have And then here. maybe that means that a certain athletic director will be on the air. But that's speculation. We will see here uh, here shortly, I guess. <laughs> hey, we'll see you tomorrow with the Friday Oscar Tailgate. Team Jack Radiothon next, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.